Several people had tried it, but no one had ever accomplished it. But on this day, October 14, 1947, Chuck Yeager said, I refuse to turn back now. If I die, I die trying, but I'm not going back down. I've been close before, but no matter what happens today, I am going for it. This is Daniel Orton, and welcome to the Stay Podcast. Here, my purpose is to strengthen the apostolic why. Hey guys, welcome back to the Stay Podcast. This is Daniel Orton. I hope to goodness you guys had a great Thanksgiving. Uh, we did, uh, just like a lot of people around our area, battling some sicknesses. You may be able to tell that by my my sound, but um, it's good to be back. I took a week off, and uh, I appreciate Sister Misty Dame Hallam. She sent a message to the Facebook page on the Stay on the Stay Facebook page. Say, All right, you had your week off. Now it's time for another podcast. I appreciate that very much, sis. And uh, I'm, I enjoy doing this. I really do. I have a little bit of a time block in front of me, so I will try to hasten and get done. We have play practice tonight. It is that kind of that time of the year. So, But, hey, I, I've been thinking about it, thinking about what, what we want to talk about. And, um, you know, as I opened up with this story, it's one of my favorite stories. It's about Chuck Yeager. <laughs> He was the first man to ever break the sound barrier in an aircraft. Been a lot of planes that tried it and uh, had never made Mach 1. But the Army, they had finally developed a little small aircraft. They called it the Bell X-1. And um, a civilian pilot, they said, had, had taken it to, to Mach 0.7 and... It would shake and rattle and roll, but finally Jaeger, he, he began to fly it. He pushed the plane up to 0.8 Mach, and he went to 0.85, then to 0.9, but he backed off when the plane began to shake uncontrollably. And it is said that on that day, October the 14th, 1947, he decided, I'm going to go farther today. I'm going to do it. And as he approached Mach 1, it said that the plane began to shake and it began to rattle, began to rock back and forth from side to side so much that he was afraid that the plane would explode in midair. But as I said in the opening, he said, I refuse to turn back now. If I die, I die. I'm going to die trying, but I'm not going back down. I've been close before, but no matter what happens today, I'm going for it. And he did. He pushed right through it, and he went and hit, topped off at Mach 1.05, and Chuck Yeager broke the sound barrier. And he said that he had the sensation of shooting straight through the top of the sky. He said the sky turned a deep purple, and all at once, he said the stars, the moon, and the sun, every one of them things shone at the very same time. What an incredible experience, no doubt, that Mr. Chuck Yeager had. But that just kind of got to thinking. And, um, you know, I, 
I think uh, something that hinders people from really sticking in the church is not being willing to um, go a little farther. And, you know, there is a story in the Word of God. No doubt, if you're familiar with church, you know about it. It's found in the book of Matthew chapter 26. And it's Jesus. And he um, he's fixing to go to the cross. It's fixing to be crucified. And, and Simon was going to be coming. Not Simon, I'm sorry. Judas was going to be coming before too long. And he anticipated that. And he went to the place of Gethsemane. And he took his disciples and he told him, he said, won't you just sit here and I'm going to go pray. He took Peter and the other and, and two sons of Zebedee, James and John, and he began to be very sorrowful. He's, in verse 38 of 26, he said, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. Tear ye here and watch with me. In verse 39, it says this, that he, speaking of Jesus, went a little farther and fell on his face and prayed, saying, Oh, my Father, if it, po if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. And I guess my, my thought with this today about going far, this is really um, probably going to have some more about this subject. But this, this today my subject, I'm really talking about prayer. A lot of people don't go real far in prayer. Our prayers consist of God... It's a laundry list or a grocery list of things that we want from God. And um, we get so narrow-minded and stuck on things, it's hard for us to get past that. And if God doesn't give us what we want, um, we end up, you know, getting frustrated and stopping in prayer. And, and listen, if you don't pray, you're not going to stay in the church. I know it's cliche, you hear it. But it's the truth. If you don't pray, you just won't stay. But this example of Jesus lets us know. We will say, hey, he was, God. he was God. You know, he was. He was, you know, us oneness Pentecostals believed that Jesus was fully God. But let's never forget that he was also fully man as well. He felt the emotions. His flesh did not want to go to that cross. He knew what was uh, waiting for him you know he he said that um he said in that prayer you know he is talking about this cup he said let this cup pass from me he said but nevertheless not as i will but as thou will and you know i it just so happened i've been thinking about doing this home prayer and i listened to a couple outstanding sermons today if you have truth radio if you don't you should download it they don't put a lot on there a whole lot of times, but when they do, it's incredible. Brother Brian Kinsey, if you've never heard the man preach, he is, man, he, he can preach. But he, he made this statement, and he was, he was preaching a little bit about, about this thought. But he said, he said this, he said, Only answered prayer is powerful. The act of prayer is not powerful. Now, we, we say, you know, pray, and that's powerful. And it made me rethink this because it's so true. Said, Only answered prayer is powerful. And that's really the truth because, as he said in his sermon after he said this, it's, a lot of people pray, but the power is in the answered prayer because you got people that's praying to other gods. 
Muhammad, Buddha, whatever gods there may be out there. And honestly, we have a lot of people praying the first part of what Jesus has prayed. Lord, let this cup pass by me. And we don't we can't get beyond that cup. The fact that, you know, my will is I don't want to have to drink that cup. And and so we kind of get stuck on that spot and we think, you know, if God don't answer this prayer, well, you know, sometimes he's not going to answer that prayer. And but, you know, that act of praying is not the powerful part is. But when God answers the prayer and, and a lot of times we're praying, as, as James said, we're praying amiss praying for our own desires, our own wants. And um, and, and the thing is, so many people think that prayer is um, going to, that we're going to twist God and we're going to, we're going to twist his arm and force him to do what we want him to do. And that's, that's not what prayer is about. Prayer is about changing us. Prayer is about going farther in our spirit going farther in our relationship with God. And you have to be willing to go farther in your prayer life. You can't you can't be content with uh, just praying over your food, praying praying for your food, and that's the only prayer you have. I several years ago when I was Sunday school teacher at Star Bethlehem, I I was uh talking about prayer and I began to ask her kids about Hey, when's the last time you prayed? <laughs> of course, every one of them, like, I prayed this morning over breakfast times. I'm not talking about that. And I had to go back, actually, with that particular group, and I don't remember who all was in there. But I had to go back several days before some of them had actually said that they had literally prayed. And we have to be willing to go farther in our prayer. And the hard thing with farther in our prayer is, it goes against our fleshly desire. We're, we get content. We get willing to settle in a spot. And we say, I am really bad. Um, if you are familiar with the Enneagram, I am what they call the Enneagram Type 1. And they like list, And I am like that. Um, I like to check off list. Um, I have read my Bible through it, uh, here in this next month. It'll be the 22nd time. One thing that helped me was the bread chart from the United Pentecostal Church. Bible reading enriches any day. and um, Or Bible reading enriches every day, whichever it is. But anyway, um, you know, it's something that I can check that off. I've, I've read my day. Or I've got ahead. I have get make to-do lists, and I, I'm good at checking it off, and there's certain things I like to pray um, during the day. And, you know, I, me to, let me just throw this out. Here's something that revolutionized. This revolutionized my prayer life and got me to where I consistently prayed and read my Bible every day. If you are a social media user, I challenge you not to open up any social media, the newspaper, anything that has anything to do with secular life, the world, until you have read and prayed in the morning. I made that commitment. I used to struggle and get behind my Bible reading. I struggle and, and I would um, not, I'd get in the evening, I'd find myself not praying and, 
And at the end of the day, then I'd want to give some time to God after I've done wore myself out all day long and that kind of thing. But when I made that commitment, I made that commitment several, several years ago that I will not look at social media. I will not, you know, anything, videos, anything like that, newspaper, until I have read and prayed in the morning. And that changed my life. And I cannot tell you the last day I've not prayed. I can't tell you the last day that I've not read my Bible. Now, with that said, as a number one Enneagram type, I like to check the box. So I can easily get up in the morning and, and uh, I have, you know, a church. So we, I try to pray for the church people. I try to pray for my family. Uh, you have a ritual type prayer that I do go through. And there is, that's been good for me, but it is also a danger that we can settle into this spot to where uh, we feel like we're doing enough and we're not willing to go farther. And that can get you stuck in a place and not really get a hold of God like you really, really need to. And it's very important. You need daily dis- discipline and prayer. And um, hopefully I'm not too random today. I've I usually have something kind of laid out pretty good for me, and I, I just didn't do that. It felt like kind of just shooting from the cuff a little more. But it's really important, though, about going farther in prayer, being willing to develop your relationship with God, because that's what prayer is. It is building a relationship with God. I heard Brother Jerry Dean one time, I was listening to him preach, and he uh, had Brother Terry Shock come down. Uh, if you never heard Brother Terry Shock, or... Um, he is incredible. If you've never heard Brother Jerry Dean, he's incredible. But anyway, uh, he come down and he kind of just went with him for about a week. And then he's, Brother Dean called Brother Shock and just said, I want you to help me be a better person, better Christian. And he said that Brother Shock asked him this question that kind of put a pers- changed his mindset when he said it. It done something to me. Brother Shock makes this statement. He said, if you cannot tell me where and when you pray then most likely you do not pray think about that if you cannot say i pray at this time and i pray here chances are you struggle with going further in prayer because here you know Here's the thing. It has to be consistent. You have to be able to put something together uh, to where you're developing a relationship with Jesus Christ. This is what prayer is all about. And, and people, we, we get to certain places in life and we think, okay, I'm, I'm all right. I can stay here and I don't have to go any farther. But here's the danger. I have, after pastoring 16 years, there has been people that's, part of our church that I have seen that's got to a plateau in their life and they just stay there and don't go any farther. And that's such a danger because if you're not careful, you'll just plateau and you won't go any farther in God. You'll be content with, and maybe this doesn't sound like you would think here, but you you might be content with checking a list every day that I have read my Bible and I have prayed. That's kind of like 
your spouse would just make sure you kiss them and tell them you love them every day, but not willing to take that relationship farther and, you know, actually have conversations and and listen to them and and share with them because you get you get stuck in this place and um there's a book I I don't remember exactly what the name of it is but this this guy like I said I I wish I had the name of it I probably do here but I'm not going to spend time to try to find it but uh, this guy was writing about a Grandmaster's Memory Championship, about how they, what they done to be able to get their memory better. And, but in this book, um, it's the name of the book is Moonwalking with Einstein. It, it's a weird name, I understand that, but it, it's really neat chapter in here. It's called. Um, there's a chapter in the book. It's called the OK Plateau. It describes a point that all people reach in their pursuit of excellence in whatever field they're in, and it takes place with people and their ability to type. We all start with sloppy, uncoordinated efforts, but there comes a time when we no longer progress, and the whole process becomes unconsciousness, and our fingers take on a mind of their own, and despite the fact that we've been told to practice, makes perfect, many people type all day long and never get any better. And we think about why why does that happen? Well, it's because we get to this place in this plateau area. In the book, it goes on and talks about these three different stages. And the first one's called the congenitive stage. It involves something called intellectualizing or just thinking through how to do the skills. We discover new ways to do it and we become more proficient at it. The second stage is called the associative stage. It's a place where people concentrate less, make fewer errors, and generally can do the skill without, uh, with great efficiency. The third stage is called the autonomous stage, and this is when we figure, uh, when we figure that, the, um, this is good as it's going to get. Okay, and then we put on autopilot, uh, what they call autopilot mode, and. We lose consciousness about the skills, and and most of the time it's good because your mind you're, you're you can think about other things and do the job you're doing. It's a repetitive type thing, and I mean those of us who drive, how many times have you drove from X to Y, and when you got there, you're in your mind you're thinking, man, I don't really remember getting here. How did I get here? I don't, you know. We go on autopilot. We've drove that road so many times. We've drove that vehicle so many times. We can easily do it without thinking. How many times have we kneeled to pray? And maybe you're not like me. I'll be I'll be transparent and honest here. But in our prayer, you're you're opening mouth and you're saying words, but you're thinking something else. Okay. You see what I mean? This is what I'm talking about. And unless we're willing to challenge ourselves to go farther, then uh, we'll get stuck in a spot. Now, I know this is a stay podcast. We want us to stay. But we can't stay stuck in a spot. And our prayer 
in our relationship with Jesus because if we're not careful, that will cause us to go backwards. And we don't want to do that. And we have to be willing to go farther, push farther in the place of prayer. <coughs> Excuse me. And we got to be willing to try to continue to develop our relationship with Jesus. Um, been married next year, 30 years. My beautiful bride, Cheryl. And um, there's an incredible podcast. If you haven't listened to it, it is a couple apostolics out of California. It's called the Dear Young Married Couple Podcast. And they have a lot of stuff on there talking about when, you know, when you're married, it gets kind of, uh, you've been married for a while and it kind of hits that plateau of like, uh, where's the romance and all that. Well, they talk a lot about how to bring romance back in your relationship and, and how to deepen your relationship. What they were talking about is taking your relationship farther. And this is what we've got to do with God. You can get to a place, and I've seen it in pastoring in all my life. People just hit this spot and they plateau and level off, thinking this is all I have. This is all I can do. I know people, literally, they have hit this plateau. And you know what? They quit. They just prayed and they read. But then you see them fall back. They fall back into old habits and old things because they're not willing to go further in their relationship and their walk with God. And we can do that. And here's the thing, though, with going farther. We have to embrace that cup. And that's why people are not willing to go farther. Because when Jesus got to that place, the man Christ Jesus in that garden, he knew what was coming. He knew the flesh was going to have to die on that cross and he did not want to drink that cup. It's something else that uh, Brother Kenzie said today in, in that sermon that um, he preached. And again, it's it's a powerful sermon. You should try to go on there and find Truth Radio. The name of the, the name of the sermon is the progression of prayer. Oh my goodness, it's so good. It's an old sermon. It's probably 20, 30 years old. But he said in there, Judas had been to that place many times, Gethsemane with Jesus, because Jesus went there a lot. That's where he go went to pray. So he knew where Jesus would be. In that verses that I read earlier about where Jesus praying, the disciples fell asleep, but Jesus went further. Um, in that place, Judas knew he would be there. Let me tell you what. This is what Brother Kenzie said. He said, the devil knows where you pray at. And let me add to it. He also knows where you, when you don't pray, okay? But he knows where you pray at, and that's where he is going to battle you in the place where you pray. Whether it's a physical place or a mental place, he's going to battle you in the place of prayer. And we've got to be willing to embrace the cup. It is one of the most challenging things in life that we face, is embracing that cup of going farther in our prayer. It's that place that um, it may take several prayer meetings to get there. 
and get victory over it. But it's that place where we pray like Jesus did and say, not my will, but thine be done. There's a lot of people that is not in church right now because they're battling their will upon their own and they're not going to that place and going further and saying, God, not my will, but yours be done. And the challenge of that cup is the fact that there's two worlds pulling at us. There's a love for this present world, the riches and everything that it has. And it seems to be so easy to enjoy that part of it. But we have got to be willing and understand that we've got to go further than that. The world that we live in every day has so little to compare to the world that's coming after this. And because I want to go further in prayer. And I'm not there yet, okay? I'll just be a few more minutes because, again, I'm against a time uh, limit here today. We're going to leave just shortly to go to play practice. But uh, I want to jump on here and, and talk for a few minutes. And I'll probably pick up and talk about prayer again next week. But um, when we submit to that cup and we drink that cup, that bitter cup, that takes us a little farther. And it takes us to a place that 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 we can get closer to God and his will can be accomplished. Now, for Jesus, that cup that he had to drink was to become that ultimate sacrifice on that cross for us. Now, our cup could be a lot of other things. And we we could have that place where we find that fork in the road. We, we find a challenge that seems to be greater than our own, own strength. Listen up. You know, I'm going to be 52 next month. But when I was younger, I used to do a lot of weights. I used to work out a lot. And there's something called the burn. You would do so many reps of a certain weight. And when you felt the burn, you knew you were getting to that place that the muscles were working. And so many people, they'll work that one way to it. It's not burning no more. It's not hurting no more. And just... If you keep working that way, you don't build no strength. You don't know. Go further in your uh, strength strength of your body. It's the same way with us. We'll go to that place where we begin to feel the burn and as as weight lifting. So if I was doing three reps of a um, 10 reps at a time of bench pressing 90 pounds, um, when that stopped burning, it was time to go up another 10 pounds because you'd start feeling that burn because when the burn was there, you knew you were going farther. You were stretching your muscles farther. And and that is the place we've got to be able to go is farther. We go, we go beyond our strength. And we start picking up and letting Jesus strengthen us in. We get to that place that uh, depression. I, I don't know. I, mean, I could go so many different ways to talking about this, but. You know, we just got to be willing to go further. Because if we don't, we're going to find that spot in life. We're going to plateau. You're going to get stuck. And I've seen it so many times. When you get stuck as a child of God, you're going to eventually go backwards. And the story that opened up with, I've always loved the story of Chuck Yeager. Him breaking the sound barrier. But... Think of that statement. 
you know, he says, I'm not going to back down. Other people has tried it. Got so close. He's, I've tried it. Got so close. And we start feeling everything shaking and rolling and we get afraid and think, how can I go any further? Well, look at Moses when we see the children of Israel. You know, they're wanting to go back to Egypt. And Moses said, stand still. But what did God say? He said, go forward. We, we got so many people wanting to go back and stand still. But God's saying, go forward. We have to go forward. We cannot settle in a spot. We've got to be willing to go further in the Lord. Because if not, we're going to find ourselves stuck. We're going to find ourselves stuck. And a little further is going to, it's going to take us to a place to where God can do great things. It's a place, that's where our destiny is. It's where we begin to put on a new man. That is where God's calling begins to shape and form our life. That's when we begin to think different. We begin to love different. We begin to take on what Christ did because that's what Jesus done. He went further. He went further in his prayer. I know, <coughs> excuse me again, I know he was God, but he also was fully man. And that's why he made the prayer that he prayed. That spirit interceding, that man interceding with the spirit. And Jesus went further. So, um, I probably, unless something happens different, I'm probably pick up and talk about prayer again. Maybe next week, I'm hoping to. Maybe I can talk to you um, about some things that can help you in prayer. Now, I'm not the guru of prayer, okay? I get stuck in my checklist a lot of times. And we need to be able to go further, get into the Spirit, pray in tongues, travail, pray beyond your list. It's <laughs> better chat while talking about one time how all of a sudden the Holy Ghost hit him and he began to pray and speaking in tongues and the Lord told him afterwards, did you know what? If you'll pray my list, your list will get shorter. So anyway, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hush. I hope this ain't been too random and erratic today because I just had a few things jotted down but I had this on my mind. Let's go further. You can't get stuck in one spot. Listen, somebody that's listening to this, you've been stuck in this same place way too long. It's time for you to go further. You want your ministry to get stronger? Go further in prayer. You want to get beyond the depression? Go further in prayer. You want to get beyond the anger? Go further in prayer. You want to get beyond all this stuff that you're battling with? Go further in prayer. So, if I can, again, encourage you to do anything, is, hey, let's go further. All right, I'm going to be done. I do want to shout out, um, we've had, I, I don't know how it's happening. I guess maybe it's because I've been sharing it on LinkedIn. If you're on LinkedIn, you can you can um, hook up with me on there and connect with me. And I've had a lot of people from other countries that I have gotten uh, connected with. And I'm supposing this is how this has happened i've had uh in my audience of listening i've had 
over 20 countries that have been listening. And believe it or not, 88% is from the United States, 3% is from Taiwan, and 2% is from Vietnam. So if you're from any other country, I'd love for you to hit me up with a message somewhere. You can message the podcast here and tell me um, how you're listening. Because it's just, that's intriguing to me that someone from Taiwan and Vietnam is even listening to me. I'm, and I'm, it's just kind of crazy. So anyway, I'm going to hush. Um, I challenge you to go further in your walk with God and be willing to um, not, now listen, if you if you think my prayers are not being answered and they don't feel very powerful, well, a few, few reasons why. You're either not praying in God's will, that's why he's not answering it, or uh, you're praying to the wrong God. <laughs> Hopefully we've got nobody on here listening that does that. But anyway, search it out. Maybe your spirit's not right. Something's not right. Let's go further. We can figure out so we can have them answered prayers become powerful in our lives. So, hey guys, love you. God bless. Hope you have a great day. And share this with somebody. And rate our podcast if you can. God bless. Thank you for listening today. If anything you have heard today in this podcast has helped you, why don't you share it with someone you know? a friend or family member and also consider rating and following us as well hope you have a great day god bless you